Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. But I buy this color printer, so it has, you know, it has the one black ink cartridge, and then it has the three colored ink cartridges, right? And it ran out of just one of the three colors, and it stopped printing even the black ink. Even though I have enough black ink, it wouldn't print just black That I was so angry, I dealt with it in the most direct way I could think of. I tweeted about it. (laughs) I'm yelling at the printer, which is not a living thing. I'm literally like, you have enough black ink. It was just out of cyan. Which begs the question, how did I even run out of cyan? I'm not going to like cyanlovers.com and just printing the background. (laughs) Plus, how does cyan get to be one of the three printer colors? Who had ever heard of cyan before? Now it's one of the three printer... That's a pretty big get for the cyan PR people, you know? Cyan's agents must have called him like, are you sitting down, Cyan? We have amazing news. You're going to be one of the three printer colors. You're going to be working with magenta and yellow. Yellow! Yellow's been around forever. I loved yellow's work on bananas and egg yolks. Hey, what's up? Uh, This is Tom Arnold, and uh, you're listening to uh, Tech Talk Radio. They're really great, and uh, I love them. How about a copy of Windows? Uh, can I get a laptop? This is Tech Talk Radio, the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. I am Justin Lemmy alongside here. Andy Taylor, thank you for uh, being here. Uh, So last week's show, a lot of people talked about the show last week Mm -hmm. and you getting your drone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. wanting to know if it still flies, Mm -hmm. if you've crashed Mm -hmm. it yet. Nope, 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 nope. It's in about uh, 45 pieces. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, did no. You no get, did you fun. buy the insurance? You know, I did not. I did not buy really? the insurance. I'm, I, I, well, because I'm not stupid with it. You know, I mean, I've lost contact with it a couple of times, but that's the cool thing about the DJI is when you lose contact, it uses its GPS home location and it comes back to you. I have not crashed it. I have not done anything that would can be considered stupid. My friend who also purchased, he got the uh, pro model. He he took it out to uh, what was that Paso Paso Robles yeah yeah wine country area right um, took it out there and was actually showing off to some people and tried to come back to the house coming in hot kind of like you know Maverick in uh, Top Gun you uh-huh. know, buzzing the tower right and got a little too close to the overhang of the patio and the thing. Boom, just hit right on it. Broke away a prop, which they are meant to break away, right. but it, it busted the prop, so you had to get his spare and put a couple scuffs on it. Yeah, he's he's kind of a, a little bit more crazy with his. We were out flying together, and I was trying to do a, a nice, cool like walk around of my vehicle using right. the drone, just kind of having it level with the vehicle and doing a little you know 360 around it. And he goes and buzzes me with his. Like, he buzzes right above my head. <laughs> oh, and I don't oh, exactly know where it's at. All I hear is... And I'm right. like, what? I'm like, whoa, come on. And he's like, well, come on, man. I, was so, I wasn't even close to you. 
yeah, sure enough, we watched the video. He was not even like four feet in front of above my head. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. And he's laughing. I'm, I'm being serious. That's not cool. It's always like, a person that's doing the offensive thing that always says, oh, come on. I, was, yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing it. It's just wrong. a prank, bro. It's just a prank. It's no, I mean, it's, and I told him, I was like, it's, it's people like you that are giving drone pilots <laughs> bad names. I said, you don't do that kind of stuff to people. You stay away from people. You, you don't uh, go places you're not supposed to. You don't fly places you're not supposed to off limits or restricted areas. You follow your no TAMs, which uh-huh. are, you know, the notice to airmen for restrictions. You know, don't be like that guy that flew his drone into Petco Park there in San Diego during a baseball game and crashed it into a seat right next to a, a patron. Didn't they come and get him? Uh, they did. They found out who he was. And he, I, I, as far as I know, he, he could be facing massive fines. I'm pretty sure he's going to get at least a fine. He could get jail time. One of the questions we did get this week from Marty in El Paso, who listens to the show uh, via our website, said that uh, he wanted to know, how are you storing all of this this you know video? Where does it go? What do you do with it? When you're using the app on your phone, it does record the, the stream that's that's being sent to you from the, the drone. All right. It's using that, but it's also recording your voice because it's using the microphone on your phone. So you get that, that, that stream. But at the same time, your device itself has a uh, SD card in it. And I have a 64 gig uh, micro SD card that records all the video. Then you can transfer the, the app video from your phone to an email, or you just take the card out of the drone and Obviously, the drone footage is going to be much better quality than the app because this is just a, a 720 stream, whereas the drone can do, you know, if you get the pro model like my friend, he's, he can do 4K at 60 frames a second. Mine can do uh, 1080p at 60 frames a second, or it can do 4K at 30 frames, but I don't like 30 frames. It just doesn't look right. Uh, one of the other questions we had was about uh, Garmin. We talked a little bit about them last week. So I thought it'd be great to have Cesar on, on the show. Cesar Palencias is the uh, main grand poobah, I guess, in PR and marketing for Garmin uh, dash cams and is with us on the line. Cesar, thanks for joining us. Hey, Cesar. Cesar, great to talk to you. Hey, likewise. Now, everybody should know the name Garmin. I mean, Garmin has been around for quite some time. Can you give us a little background of the company for those that just maybe climb it under the rock? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So for, for decades now, Garmin has... Uh, pioneered uh, for you know new GPS navigation. Uh, you know we've had advancements with with camera solutions, uh, wireless devices, and applications that are basically just designed for people who live uh, an active lifestyle. So we we have we service five primary business units. So we have uh, automotive, aviation, fitness, marine, and outdoor recreation. The best thing about the company is that we're diverse when it comes to uh, when it comes to we'll have stuff for marine and then we'll have activity trackers we have our phoenix product line for you know for uh, our smart watches so it's, it's really an exciting time for us well uh, now i know the the company has has just introduced a couple of uh, new dash cams is this kind of a new direction for garmin to be going towards this type of of model well well with, with dash cams is interesting because it's, it's you know, if you go to Russia and you go to uh, all these places, uh, you know, uh, in Taiwan, it's, it's the craze. Like everybody has a dash cam, and you've seen on YouTube all the all the amazing footage they've been able to capture. Uh, but we we started actually making dash cams for the North American market about four years ago. Right. Uh, so we we've, we've been uh, kind of, you know, we we're great at getting feedback from 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 our customers and and. and 
using that to to uh, per, implement and to perfect the, the dash camp that we that we come out with. I always uh, I I always thought it was funny, Cesar, because it's true. If you it, like, I watch this show on television called RTM right this minute, and it just seems mm-hmm. like every amazing capture has come out of uh, the you know Russia or China or, or areas like you had mentioned where. Everybody must have a dash cam, and this could be everything <laughs> from from just a crazy accident to somebody catching, um, a, you know, a comet or a star or whatever, you know, shooting across the sky. This can capture stuff that happens not only around you, but unfortunately, it can be used in the case of something happening to your vehicle and somebody hitting you. Yes, uh, and, and that is uh, one of the you know biggest features of the of the, of the dash cam, especially because it's so compact in design. Uh, so it's really. Uh, you can literally put it in your car and you won't even realize it's there, especially with the new ones that we have out. Uh, but, yes, it's helpful because, it's, you know, it can protect you uh, from insurance fraud, for example. If you're on the road and, and for some reason uh, something happens along the lines where, it's, you know, you, you see it and it's kind of shady, and you're able to capture that, uh, I, th- I think it's uh, extremely helpful. They've had cases where people have, you know, cut in front of a car and then brake checked where yes. they cause somebody to run in the back of them. If you have a dash, dash cam, uh, then the insurance adjusters, law enforcement, they're going to be able to see, okay, this person obviously is has done something, or if somebody has run a red light, um, this can be a a big prevention from you having to pay out a, a lot of money in case of a, a bad insurance claim. Right, and, and then especially now that we have... Um, that we use uh, with our dash cams. We use our free, what we call a free Verb mobile app. So customers can download that to, to any compatible smartphone that, uh, that they carry, and they can just effortlessly, they can literally share recordings with, with friends and, 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 and insurance agencies on the fly without having to uh, go through a, a whole process to get the information out of the, out of the cam. And because it has a, a, a G sensor on the device itself, any time it senses any sort of impact, it's going to save that information. Um, so it, it, it really helps out any anybody that's on the road and, and, and trying, you know, trying to stay not necessarily safe, but just to be able to capture everything on the road. Well, to try to encourage safety with the device, and and it really does. Um, and and it's added some new technology that has actually made it safer to use than other maybe dash cams that are on the market. Uh, whereas if you wanted to capture, maybe you, you're driving through a great area, uh, like I, I drove through Utah last year, and if mm-hmm. I wanted to capture it with my, my uh, dash cam, I had to reach up and actually you know hit a button and hold it for a second, which of course is taking a hand off the wheel and taking away some of that, um, you know, some of that attention to the road. You've integrated voice technology, which just blew me away. Uh, for the sure. for the ability to capture that, can you explain to our listeners how that works? So yes, yeah, yeah. so we have the the voice control feature, uh, and it's basically a way of uh, controlling the device with your voice, and, and it allows you to keep your hands on the wheel. So for so for example, you'll be able to tell the device, you know, okay, Garmin, uh, save video, take a picture, start or stop audio recordings, or you can even start and stop what we call travel lap. Mm-hmm. Is a photo capture feature that you can use uh, while, while you're recording. Uh, so yes, it's keeping your hands on the wheel. It's preventing you from from trying to uh, work out the camera while you're driving. So it is encouraging uh, safer driving behavior. Uh, we also see that with our our, uh, our lane departure warnings. 
which are also available, uh, are driver awareness features that, that give you four collision warnings and you get red light and speed camera warnings as well. Uh, so all those are, are, are basically taken from our, our GPS devices and we, we kind of implement those on our dash cams so that uh, we'll, we kind of have these, give customers an edge when it comes to their dash cam features. I've been able to actually put the unit in the vehicle for the day. It mounts very easily uh, through a little sticky tape that goes on, you know, the glass, and you can put it to the left, to the center, or to the right side of the vehicle, which can help you with that lane. You know, if you drift out of your lane, it will actually make an audible sound just to let you know, hey, you know, wake up, you're in the wrong lane, (laughs) because that's how people drive these days. The other thing, I'm sitting, I didn't know it did this one. I'm sitting at the light, and the traffic started moving. And it reminded me, hey, traffic's moving, you know, get moving. I thought... Yeah, but the go alert, yes. (laughs) Yes, that is is a fantastic idea um, because, again... Get on the pedal. (laughs) Yeah, get on the pedal, get moving. Um, It's safe because if a vehicle... And this happens all the time, which makes me really wonder how we drive here in Arizona where a vehicle will kind of cut in front of me and will actually give me the, the warning that, you know, hey, I've got something in front... That's how much space they're leaving that it will actually cause this to, to go off and, and let you know, hey, there's there's a problem up ahead. This vehicle is too close. I, I like yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's driver awareness is, is one of our one of the key features that we introduced to our to our lineup to, to kinda keep drivers, you know, aware on the road or, or try to keep, help them stay aware on the road. Now with the uh, dash cam forty five from Garmin and the fifty five what are the kind of differences between the two? Now, we've been uh, playing around with the 55 that you sent us, and, uh, again, I'm just amazed by the quality, which also can be adjusted depending on the trip, of course, and how much storage you want to be able to put onto the card. Right. Uh, so with the, with the 45 and 55, uh, obviously the main difference is that uh, the 55 is going to have voice control. Uh, the 40 dash and 45 won't have uh that, that particular feature. Right. Uh, the 55 also shoots at 1440p video capture quality, uh, while the 45 is only going to give you 1080p uh, in that sense. So with the 45, you get 1080p, 720p, and then with the 55, you'll be able to get 1440, 1080, and then 720. And then have uh, the the voice. Now, is the collision avoidance... the voice control. Yeah, is the collision avoidance part of the 45 as well? Yes, so you'll have four collision warnings, lane departure warnings, just as you would on the 55. Uh, the main difference being the, the, the voice control and the uh, 1440p resolution compared to the 10, uh, with the 1080 that you get in the 45. Um, so those are the main differences from those two from those two dash cams in that case. Now, the other nice thing I noticed about it, too, is that it is kind of small form factor, but it's not small in quality. Uh, which is nice because it seemed for a while there that some of the dash cam manufacturers were going for this really huge screen. And I don't know if that's to advertise the people next to you that you have a dash cam, but really uh-huh. I would like to, I just want to put it on the other side of the mirror and forget it and just have and it. Kind of forget about it. Yeah. Now, how would I though, uh, as, as say a user, say I've taken a nice drive and maybe I, I, I saw a shooting star or I, I saw a truck uh, on the side of the road that, you know, that looked awkward. If I wanted to take that footage then and save that after I've driven by, is it just a matter of saying save video uh, with OK Garmin? Uh, will that? How about how much of that does it save? Yes. So that 
that's when it comes in with the with the voice control. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you start, once you say, "Okay, Garmin, save video," it's going to start recording as soon as you say that information. Okay. Uh, but however, when you when you get into, let's say, unfortunately, you know, there's an accident on the road, or, or or the device senses an incident, it's going to backtrack a, a few seconds prior to the accident uh, or the incident, so it can save that file on the on the on the memory card itself. Excellent. Now, is it constantly recording on the memory card so it will re- eventually erase over itself, or how does that work? What happens when your card gets full? Right. Well, that's one of the neat features is that it can it starts recording automatically and, and starts saving footage. You know, as, as soon as you turn the device on. Uh, so it doesn't have a memory card, depending obviously on the size of the memory card. Uh, once it reaches its limit, it's going to loop over any footage you have available. Uh, but the neat thing is, if, if you do actually end up getting into an incident, it's going to save that footage apart so that it prevents it from looping over what you have stored on the on the device. So it almost creates like a, a separate folder so it doesn't affect that particular part of the uh, the file. Nice. Correct. And, and the, the device actually can accept memory cards up to 64 gigabytes, so you'll have plenty... Uh, plenty of space in case you need to uh, record uh, some some information. It's so funny because I did record, uh, a, like I said, my drive to to Idaho, and the thing is, I took all the footage off. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I feel bad for deleting it, but I've, I've got like twelve hours of driving. <laughs> yeah, well, in those cases, that's when it's helpful to to try the travel app. So yeah. Let, let's say you're 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 driving and, and you want to use that particular voice. Voice uh, note, you can say, okay, Garmin, start travel app. And then it's going to take all those hours and it's going to compress all those hours of footage into minutes of highlights. So if you're going through the mountains and it's just like 12 hours of driving, if you just say, okay, Garmin, start travel app, it's going to basically take all those hours and compress them. And then you have a nice little video you can show. Nice. I wish the, the drive was that short. <laughs> I wish yeah. we could do the actual drive. Oh, yeah. Okay, tra- I, I wish I could do that for everything, right? Okay, Absolutely. Start travel app. Absolutely. Now, one of the questions we get asked a, a lot, uh, Cesar, is, okay, so you're not with the vehicle. When when you're not with the vehicle, um, what protections are there uh, against somebody coming and maybe, you know, messing with your car or they hit your car while it's parked? Obviously, it's not, the key's not on, the camera's not on. I understand there's technology available from Garmin that will even record when you're not in the vehicle. Sure. So we have uh, what we call the parking mode option, uh, and it's a cable that we sell separately. That's gonna, it's basically gonna feed constant power to the device when the vehicle is parked and turned off. Uh, so it's automatically gonna begin recording, you know, its surroundings as soon as it senses any sort of motion. Uh, when it detects motion, uh, it will be nice. able to turn on. Very cool. And the price point again is is very reasonable. We're looking at what one ninety nine is it for the for the fifty five? For the fifty five, yes. One one ninety nine for the fifty five, and then the forty five is actually one forty nine ninety nine. What a great price! Uh, yes, and uh, after the the fifty five, we also have the the Dashcam sixty five W, which is basically the same as the fifty five. The only difference is that you're getting an expense. You get a you're getting a 180 degree field of view. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, so if you're you know if you're at a traffic light, you, you're able to see cross traffic details. Nice uh, because of the expanded field of view. But it offers the same features as the 55. It's just an extra option too. And what's the the cost on the 65W? For the 65W, you 
you're getting that one for two forty nine ninety nine. Right, and again, that's that's uh, that is comparative to some of the other dash cams on the market, but with the qualities of that extended lens, and that also has the voice features on the sixty five W, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sixty five W has every every single feature uh, from the fifty five. Where, uh, where do you think yeah, the fu- where do you think the future is going to go with this? Are we going to continue to see more development in this area? Well. Uh, and that, that leads back to what we were we were talking about in the beginning with with you know uh, dash cams in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it continues to increase, and, and it's, it's, I think it's super important for us to be able to to uh, have a recording of, of what we see on the road because it's like like we talked about earlier with the insurance agencies. It's just it's good to have proof of, of what went down. Uh, so hopefully you're a good driver. Not, then you, you're also going to have that footage recorded. <laughs> Great. It's like <laughs> watching me when I used yeah. to play soccer. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, if our listeners want to get more information, uh, Cesar, where, where should they go? Obviously, the Garmin website is going to be the, the first place, maybe the second place is going to be retail. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. They can also do, do retail, of course. Uh, you can actually go to... Uh, you know, uh, www.garmin.com, and you'll be able to get all our, our, our dash cams and anything else you're interested in. You'll be able to see it nice and clear on our on our, on our website. Well, it's great product. Again, our listeners can find more information at garmin.com. Cesar, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you uh, in the future when we have we see even more products that are available uh, for making the drive a little more comfortable. Sounds good. Can't wait. We have a lot in store. Cool stuff. The quality on these uh, actually is is pretty good. I was I was impressed yeah. with them. Yeah, they are. I probably have to get one for uh, for Misa's car now. I mean, I've got one for mine, but right. uh, Misa doesn't have one, so that'd be kind of nice. I like the whole lane thing too, because mm-hmm. you know you start to drift out of the lanes, and it gives you a warning. Uh, if you're sitting here's my the best one for me because I'm always daydreaming. Is the <laughs> I'm sitting in the light, and I'm not even on my phone though. But all of a sudden, you hear a you know beep beep, and it's telling you traffic is moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a lot of people should have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. Justin gets the new toys, and he's got the one that we all want. You oh, know, you may yeah. not want a drone. You may not want a camera. You may not want, you know, an external SSD drive. But, but you're going to want this. Oh, absolutely. We'll tell you all about that coming up. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. You can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. This is Batman, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. And uh, so Justin gets Mm -hmm. the cool toys. Well, I don't say that. You get some pretty cool (laughs) toys from time to time, but a lot of times you have to give yours back. Uh, Yeah, I do send that. I can't, you couldn't send yours back. I, I, I couldn't. Yes. No. And it's not like somebody is giving it for you it's, to test. It's not a tangible thing either. No. It's not something you can hold. There's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this segment, and they're going to be thinking, oh, I want higher speeds. You've entered the world of gigabit. Yes, gigabit. Now, now, when I moved into the house, our, our new house that we built here in Denver, we had fiber to the home right. initially. That's how they built the house, fiber to the home. So from the very get-go, the house was capable of getting one gigabit fiber. I chose to go with the 100 megabit service because I was like, well, I really don't need gigabit right now. And I was paying 95 a month for, for 100 meg. Right. And it was great. But then last week I got this notification on our, our neighborhood Facebook page that uh, this guy, he said, hey, I, you know, I just ordered CenturyLink and um, 
they're they're doing a new promo now to get uh it's a one year contract and you get gigabit for seventy five dollars a month and I'm like wait, wait wow hold up I'm paying, I'm paying ninety five a month for one hundred meg I can pay less money and get ten times faster the speed I'm like okay yeah for so the, I call for those hmm? listeners who don't understand though a real quick uh difference between maybe what your traditional high speed cable internet services or broadband I should say versus you know gigabit yeah yeah i'm uh let's see uh, given an analogy it'd be like um uh having a prius uh-huh okay and the then good upgrading and then yeah a good cars <laughs> and then upgrading to a lamborghini uh, that would work yeah <laughs> I yeah, think, I think people understand that in your downloads and upload speeds. Oh yeah, 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 it's lightning fast. Yeah, it's ten times faster than what I had, and even at a hundred meg service, I was getting more service, better service than than most of the country. I mean, most people their cable internet's like fifty megs and fifty megs down, and maybe like twenty megs up. So I was getting one hundred, one hundred. So anyway, so I call up CenturyLink, and right. obviously this promotion that they have is actually only for new customers or customers that are considering to cancel. Okay. All so right. I wasn't considering canceling, but they took it like that, and they transferred me over to the retentions department. <laughs> and uh, I just said, look, I, I, I like your service. I just want to upgrade. I want to pay this less amount. I mean, not every day that you can actually pay less and get more. Right, exactly. You know, so I had to sit on hold. I, they got bounced around from like three different times. It it was like an hour and a half total on the phone. It, that kind of sucked. But I was told that, okay, Monday we'll have a tech come out. We'll get you a new modem. And I said, well, I really don't even need the new modem. I've got the proper modem because of a different issue long ago where they came out and they gave me a modem that I, I really wasn't supposed to have. I think it was the one last year, right? You, yeah, you the went last to, year yeah. where I was having internet issues and – the guy finally came out and gave me a modem. And he goes, look, only gigabit people get this modem, but I'm just going to give it to you anyway. So I had the right modem already. Right. Uh, but, of course, level one support, they don't have the tools necessary to get logged in and see that kind of information. They just follow right. a script. Anyway, so Monday comes around. Guy calls me up, and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, um, this is kind of a weird order. I don't even think I really need to come out there. I just logged into your modem, and it's the right modem, and uh, I just tested it. You're already at a gigabit. And I'm like, really? So I got on, did a quick speed test, and sure enough, I was getting 980 megabits down and wow. like 975 <laughs> megabits up. I was just like, yeah. All right, so what, what is the first thing you did? I mean, here you are. You have this blazing fast speed. Uh -huh. uh, how do you test? Okay, I'm going to try and download this or visit this. How did you test it? Well, I mean, I did a speed test to really just yeah. to test that part out. Um Honestly, the, the the one test I did is I had a friend of mine send me a 4K video that he did from his drone because he wanted to try to play it from my Plex server to do the transcoding. Right. So he uploaded this three gigabit file. He said it took him two hours to upload. Cause three he, gigabytes. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah, but he, you know, three gigabytes... Um, he he's got like 20 megabit upload so it's really really slow um yeah. and actually no he's getting like eight megabit upload so it's, yeah it's super slow. slow yeah um anyway it took him like an hour to two hours to upload it took me five seconds to download it <laughs> are you kidding me i swear but by the time i clicked on it and went back to his email to see what he was saying in the email it had already downloaded. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so then so then I start playing some games. I'm playing like, uh, you know, first-person shooter games, games that require really fast internet to be able to – oh, my gosh. It felt like I was, I was a whole different character. Like, I mean, I could have – 
it's like I, I've play, been playing the game for years. I was doing so much better in the game. I was, you know, shooting things left and right, and I was top of the leaderboard. And I was like, I'm not this good. Yeah. But looking at my latency, which if you play an online game, you'll have a little uh, a number followed by MS for millisecond. Right. And that's your latency. And usually you'll get around 60 milliseconds to maybe 150. Anything above 150 is kind of bad. Right. My latency to a server, I don't even know where the server was, somewhere in the U.S., two milliseconds. Wow. That's amazing. Two That's amazing. milliseconds. So you have a, a definitely a gaming advantage over anybody else playing. That's on a slower system. Slower, yes. Slower Slo- connection. Slower connection. Yeah. And also my computer's a beast, so I get you know the best graphics <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, it's like top of the line everything now, and I'm 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 loving it. Um, you know, obviously downloading you know just random files here and there, checking things out, uh, syncing my OneDrive. It it just it's instantaneous. How about Plex? Uh, we both use Plex. We both uh, have that, so we can watch yeah. entertainment. Have you noticed any difference there? No. Plex, there's not really much of a difference because um, when you're a remote viewer viewing Plex, it caps it out at 4 megabits a second Right at uh, 720p, I want to say. Yeah, 720p okay. uh, quality. So, yeah, you can't stream the original uh, from remotely as far as, I can, as far as I know. So you get capped out there. I did also notice like YouTube. Just watching YouTube videos. I mean, just clicking on the video, the whole thing buffers. The entire thing is just instantaneous. Wow. I mean, it's that it's that quick. Nice stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, many people are going to ask, what about the cost involved? Because they might be thinking, because this is going to be available one day. You think it's going to expand across oh, the U.S.? Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, it has to. Um, you know, there's there's an article I was reading about cable television and, and as a whole is is die is a dying industry. It broadband is the next big thing. People are doing streaming services, a la carte, standalone subscriptions, Netflix, Hulu, things like that. Like through Sling as well. Sling, stuff, yeah, yeah, uh, PlayStation View, every, all that stuff. It's all standalone, and so they are going to be forced to do this. And I know that I just started seeing commercials now for Comcast. Uh, especially I th- I'm in this area, just saying that, hey, now you are able to finally get gigabit internet. And so wow. it's expanding to Comcast. It's expanding. It's already expanded to CenturyLink. So I think more and more providers are going to get up to that point where they can offer even 100 megabit service is great. If you can get guaranteed 100, 100. Yeah. It's fantastic. Most people don't need more than 100. Again, the only reason I upgraded to a gig is because I'm actually saving money. Right. Because of the promotion. And not only am I doing 75, I'm actually doing 65 a month because I'm doing automatic payment and paperless statements. So that's another 10 bucks off. So I'm paying 65 a month. So I'm saving 30 bucks a month to get 10 times faster. Now, this is just on an internet package, but you ended up cutting the cord, didn't you? I did cut the cord. So I'm just using over the air. And then, you know, like I said, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Plex. Um, Wow. So, yeah. And then over the air channels, you know, and you get those for free with an antenna. So. That's what I'm doing with that, and it works great. That's pretty awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Love that. Oh, yeah, we all want it. Eventually, hopefully, maybe we'll get it here. Uh, they've talked about Google being one of the providers that would bring that service in. Uh, yeah, I'm on Google Comcast. Stopped. Google stopped. You heard about that, right? No, no. They stopped? They're, they're not they're, doing it anymore? They have announced that they are no longer expanding to any new cities. On top of that, they're actually removing the infrastructure from the current cities. So... Wow. Um, the people that signed up for this, yeah, they, they had a good thing while they had it, but now Google's removing the stuff. And 
Um, this is what I was reading about, and it's it began because Google never wanted to get into the ISP industry. They didn't. They never wanted to be a service provider. Right. They only did it to shame the other companies and just saying, "Look what you can provide. Got it. You just won't provide it to your customers." Yeah. Why is that too? I mean, especially if you're working with a cable company that has lines throughout the area. Do they just? Is it laziness? I don't know if it's so much laziness, but I mean. Part of it has to do with infrastructure, yeah. I mean, you think about how many people subscribe to Google Fiber is just a drop in the bucket compared to how many people are subscribing to to cable. Right. Um, so they have to be able to support a hundred times the amount of people. Uh, and if you give them all gigabit service, yeah, maybe your infrastructure can't handle you know a uh, hundred thousand people with gigabit internet. What are some things to think about though? If you're going to be able to transmit at higher speeds. Does that also make your system susceptible to being able to grab your files faster if somebody hacks into your system? Well, it's all relative, sure. Yeah. Somebody gets in, they'll have, you know, that much faster access to your files. But, uh, you know, you also think about it, too. If you have gigabit Internet, uh, there's a possibilities that you become more of a target for botnets. You know, people that will hack into your system and turn your computer into a bot. A bot is a, is a computer that's remotely controlled by a hacker. They use those bots to send out massive amounts of data to internet servers, and it, it theoretic or not theoretically, but it, it, it essentially just shuts them down. It's called a DDoS attack, right? Uh, distributed denial of service. So you ever go to a website uh, and it just can't load the website? It's probably because they're suffering from uh, a DDoS attack, and so. There's hundreds of thousands of computers, actually tens of thousands of computers in these bot networks. And one hacker just tells every one of these computers, go attack Amazon. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, Amazon goes down. And in fact, earlier this week, Amazon was suffering from a, they didn't say, they said it wasn't a DDoS attack. It was actual routine maintenance. But who does routine maintenance in the middle of the day? Let me, let me ask you, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is VPN. Um, yep. VPN. And mm-hmm. many people don't, you know, it's a virtual private network, but people don't know how that's applied. Uh, you know, when somebody decides if they've got a router that supports VPN, what do they need to do? Well, I use a software VPN, so it's just a client that runs on my computer. And I use a, a service called uh, uh, Private Internet Access. That's right. what they actually, the company's name, Private they, they, Internet they, Access. They've been I was looking them up. They actually get pretty good reviews. Absolutely. And the speeds are great. Now, what a VPN does is it it, it encrypts your traffic. It, it puts encryption on it so that way nobody can sniff out what you're doing. Nobody can see what you're doing. Right. And with this whole net neutrality you know, coming up and people saying that, oh, now they can spy on you and see what you're doing um, – you know, it it makes much more of a case to say, fine, I'm just going to use a VPN because now if I use a VPN, you can't tell what I'm doing. Right. It's all encrypted. But a lot of times if you use a crappy VPN or one of those free VPN services, you're going to get really, really bad speeds because they don't have good service servers. Whereas private Internet access, their servers are usually pretty darn good. When I got my gigabit Internet and I was on VPN, I was still getting anywhere from. 400 megabits per second down and up to uh, up, up to like 650. So it cut it down by 300 megabits per second, but still 400 megabits per second is insane. Right. Exactly. And being on a VPN, being fully protected, that's great. Now, if people pay for this service, what are they looking at paying? I think I pay 69.99 a year, right, for 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 uh private internet access. And I get it on my phone as well. So there's a client on my phone. So if I'm on 
out and about, let's say, you know, at a coffee shop with internet access that's free, you never want to get on a free Wi-Fi because anybody can sniff what you're doing if you're on a free Wi-Fi. Right. So I just fire up the VPN and bam, I'm I'm protected. But this also gives you a little extra uh, security when it comes to doing any online banking or connecting sure. with a again people can't sniff. Yeah, people can't sniff your traffic. They have no idea what you're doing. Now that bank or that wherever you're connected to doesn't have to be on some kind of VPN nope. service. No, nope. you can be, and again, it's encrypting your data as it goes through. It encrypts your data through private internet accesses servers. And then from that point, it decrypts it and sends it to its destination. But the thing is, is people aren't going to be attacking those servers. They're going to be attacking you. Right. So they're going to be going after your phone, your computer, and sniffing your traffic. Once it gets out there into the internet, the wild, wild west, um, it can get out to its destination safely out there. Um, for the most part, people, you know, hacking usually happens at the end points, not in the middle. Uh, the website address for that company is privateinternetaccess.com. So if you want to check that out, uh, they have all the information up there as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Slick was out and about at the uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, he got himself, he snagged himself a little interview with one of our favorites from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, so we're going to talk with Slick. Nice. We're going we're gonna to have a Slick's interview with Curtis Armstrong standing by. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. You can find us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. My parents just got a computer. Let me tell you something. You want to lead a stress-free life? You don't allow your parents to have anything made after 1972. <laughs> Every time I'm home, it's another computer problem. Yeah, I just locked up when I was playing Tetris. It's not Tetris, that's a defragmenter. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I am Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor, and uh, I got to tell you, Justin, um, we were talking about uh, Overwatch, uh-huh. which is uh, probably one of the kind of hottest games that are that is out there on the market. I would say so, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Overwatch is probably like the number two or three game in the world right now. Yeah, a lot of people have been playing it. After the show last week, I decided oh, I'm going to go ahead and take a look at this because I think I need to play this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been looking for a game to challenge with you on. We we're kind of you oh, know, you do not want to challenge me on Overwatch. Oh yeah, no, I'll well, kick your butt, <laughs> especially now with your higher speeds. Uh-huh. But I thought, okay, so I I went to one of the big box stores and the game was fifty nine dollars, mm-hmm. and I thought, mm, wow, I haven't spent that much money on a game in a while. Gosh, wait, you wait, wait, you wanted to get a physical copy of it? Well, they actually make physical copies <laughs> yes, anymore? they have a game. So well, I thought about that. I thought, you know what? They probably have it on, on you know, one of the, the engines for the game, like Blizzard, right? Yeah. Blizzard's the one it who is, makes the game. Yeah, Blizzard.net. So I came home, I logged on to Blizzard.net, and I'm sharing this because I don't want people to make the same, nearly the same mistake that I did. Here I was, almost ready to spend that 59 bucks on the game. And I, so I came home, I logged in uh, to uh, Blizzard. You know, I think I, I created an account, which was free. They have a Blizzard store where the game was available for $29. And Where? Uh, this was on the Blizzard store. It was a special price that we... Oh, because the anniversary. It's yeah. the one-year anniversary of it. Yeah. So it was like 29 bucks. It was 39 if you wanted the special edition, nah. which has DLCs in them, which means downloadable content. Yeah, so. I, and honestly... Uh, I, I got the standard edition for 59 and you know I get everything I need out of it. But yeah. that was when I first I bought it when it first came out. But yeah, they just had their 1 year anniversary and I've been playing right now actually uh this weekend um 
it, I think that's when the anniversary ends, but you get double experience points. So every time you do something, you get double experience for, for what you're doing. So that's kind of cool. Nice. I like it. So, so you, you actually spent playing I, it. No, I, I didn't buy it. <laughs> what? I thought I you was, just said you. No, I, I said I saw it there online. I saw it. I saw that it was only $29, and I looked at it for a while. You almost bought it for 59 but yet you can't even buy it for 29 No, because I was reminded that I had uh, paperwork that I had to do. So uh. the thing is, see, I get in trouble, and I think this happens. I get in trouble if I'm sitting there playing a game. And, you know, the boss walks by, and here mm. I am playing a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's why I, I eventually I'll get it. But I know okay. that you can find it cheaper now online if you go to their online stores. Well, see, that's what I'm saying is you buy it now because it's not going to be that cheap for a while. <laughs> you buy it now and just don't Great. install it. Yeah. <laughs> good good point. I think yeah. I'll have to do that. Just put it in the drawer. All right. So Slick was in Phoenix for the Comic-Con uh, which is a huge event. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they had some drama there this year, which was interesting. But more than anything, a lot of people out there in costumes and the whole bit, they had to ban any kind of uh, artificial weapon, whether it be a sword or looking like a lightsaber or anything that could be used to swing against somebody. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Slick was out there and uh, met up with Curtis Armstrong. Let's uh, check it. Check that out. Let's listen in. So I'm at the Phoenix Comic Con with uh, somebody I recognize, everybody else recognizes, but you know him as, on your birth certificate it says what? It says Curtis Armstrong. But most people know you as, and run down the list, because I don't have the list in front of me. Oh, God. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Um, The most is probably, let's see, Booger uh, from Revenge of the Nerds, or Metatron from Supernatural, or Charles DeMar from Better Off Dead. Um, those would be the first three that spring to mind. Yeah, the resume is longer. I just didn't print it out when I came over, though. So. Yeah, well, and I'm not going to run through it anyway, no. so we'll just leave it at that. Have you been to Phoenix often? Is, is this your... No, I have not been to Phoenix before. This is my first... Actually, I think I was here... I was touring a play back in 79, and I was here. That was how long ago... It was. I want to ask you something. Now, you're considered, and correct this if I'm wrong, but I've heard you're a classically trained actor. What does it mean? I don't really... Well, uh, when I went, when I studied, which was in the early 70s, um, there was, there was a very, uh, there was a very well-regarded school in the Midwest uh, near Detroit, which is my hometown, called uh, the uh, Academy of Dramatic Art at Oakland University. And it was a two-year course taught by mainly teachers from the Royal Academy in London and other schools. So it was sort of a British um, uh, classical traditional style for actors who wanted to go into the theater, which was what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go into movies or TV. I was interested in being a stage actor. And that was the kind of training, that classical training was in... Uh, so that you studied Shakespeare, you studied you know the uh, restoration comedies, you studied everything that uh, you know the Greeks it was everything, and um, that was where I studied. But cool. then, of course, I became famous for picking my nose. So there you are. <laughs> you can, you can pick your friends. You can pick your what you yeah. You can't pick your career sometimes. I guess That's specifically. Right. That's right. Okay, now I need help with this. I can't remember the exact title of the book, so you got to do the full title. Of my new book? Yes. Uh, the book is called 
Revenge of the Nerd, or The Singular Adventures of the Man Who Would Be Booger. And no matter how much I cried and begged and even searched your hotel room, I couldn't find a copy. Because it's not published yet. But it will be out in July. On July 11th, it's published by St. Martin's Press. And it's actually available now for pre-order on all the usual platforms. If you go to www.curtisarmstrongbook.com and you can find how to order it there, it'll be available uh, in hardcover and uh, Kindle and also audiobook. Cool. Uh, one thing that you wish you had put in the book that you didn't. Oh, my <laughs> God. There was a lot that I wish I'd put into the book. But, uh, no, I had to be, um, to some degree, circumspect because, uh, you know, I mean, it's 40 years worth of memory. Uh, and I didn't want to turn this into something which was... Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, a 19th century uh, uh, autobiography in multiple volumes. So ultimately you had to wind up cutting stuff because it just got too long. So there's a lot of stuff which uh, I wish I had been able to find room for but just couldn't. Okay, one thing then. Uh, Anything in the book that you go, oh, maybe I should have left that out? Well, I mean, I tried to be pretty pretty honest about it because it really does go from from being born in Detroit the nerd narrative it's the 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 the, the, the story of someone who was born a nerd and grew up being a nerd and then ultimately became famous by playing a nerd and along the way some of the stuff that happened over uh, over time uh, you know, I, I don't imagine it made me look very good in some ways, but I wanted to try and be uh, as uh, as honest about it as possible. So uh, there's nothing in particular, I suppose, but um, and it's not a book. That's the thing about it. It's called Revenge of the Nerd. It isn't really a revenge book. It isn't like where I'm going out to to uh, go after people um, because that's not of interest to me. Um, it's uh, a reflection on a, uh, on a long life lived acting in different worlds, you know, in stage, screen, and television, and, and voiceover and everything else. And, um, you know, I th- I f- it's funny. I mean, it's not intended to be like a dark, you know... Uh, uh, Tell all. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like like that. But it, yeah, I think it covers a lot of territory, and I think people will be amused by it. Okay. Now, uh, what do you got coming up that you can uh, divulge? Because you know, besides the socking and stuff, and thanks for giving those guards the tasers. I appreciate that. Now, that's uh, that's a new twist. Um, but what, what do you got coming up? Oh, did he have tasers? I thought he had guns. Thanks for that warning. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so, so as we were saying, what, what's coming up? You brought it up. I didn't. Well, um, now I have to get the body, the vest, and the whole thing. The you know, yeah, to know. make sure well, I don't that's get what happened. You know, the health plan. So, uh, what was the question? That's a good question. I uh, what's coming up that you can divulge? Oh, what's coming up? <laughs> uh, this summer, I'm going to be working um, entirely on the book tour. So, uh, start. This is sort of an unofficial. Uh, beginning of that, actually in Detroit last weekend was the, fr- the real launch of that. 
Um, so I'm going to be going all over the country uh, between now and uh, September uh, doing um, different um, bookstore appearances and some cons uh, to promote the book. And basically that was what I have scheduled for the summer. Once I get to the fall, I'll probably be going back to New Girl, American Dad. Um, there are a couple of other uh, voice uh, things coming up, which I can't talk about at this point. And, uh, you know, go back to sort of my normal life. All right. Well, good. thanks for your time. Come back to Phoenix. That way you can take me to dinner. Um, oh, well, okay. Uh, you're on. Oh, I got it on recording. That's good. I got him. <laughs> you have to find me once I come back, you see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your time, man. Thank you. Drink lots of water. This is Arizona. It's uh, hitting the hunt. Okay. Cool. Hang in here, man. Thanks. He's the guy that, that shouted, nerd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, he's Booger. He was Booger. Booger was the big jock no, ape-looking guy, right? No, that was um, Mongo, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I see. It's been Booger I don't know was... you're taking. Booger was. Oh, Booger was kind of like the the guy that looked like he never took a shower. Yeah, he was kind of yeah, cool. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was a cool nerd. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How cool it is to run into him. You know, that not is... too bad. Wow. I mean, I've been to Comic Con in San Diego, and you know, I see some famous people, but I never really, you know, got to like. You know, rub rub elbows with them. You that know? was one of the San Diego is one of the biggest ones. It is the biggest one. Yeah, it is the Comic Con. I mean, there's Comic Cons all over, but that is the Comic Con of the year. I mean, Hollywood basically. Well, that's where Comic Con started. It started in the bottom of the Westgate Hotel downtown San Diego back in like the 70s. Wow. And then it, you know, and and it was just a small little room with a bunch, couple guys getting together to talk about comic books. Right. And it's actually, it's kind of gotten sad because I go to, I'm, you know, it's been years since I've been to the Comic-Con uh, in San Diego, but um, the the actual comic book artists, those guys now are kind of just put back in the little corner in the very back of the big exhibition yep. hall because Hollywood is taking over Comic-Con. And you've got these, stuff. all the film stuff and all the big video game companies and the guys that really honestly started the whole thing, all the artists, all the comic book artists and the writers they're all just kind of sitting over in the corner at this, you know, big long section of like fold out tables. And I feel kind of bad, you know, because yeah. they're the ones that started the whole thing. Yeah. If you look at it, uh, if you look at the years in, where they announced a special guest, it is all Hollywood, whether it be The Walking Dead or Wonder Woman or any of these movies that are coming out, the franchise movies, um, they have completely taken it over and it's taken away from comic book, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Interesting enough, though, I wanted to ask, have you seen Wonder Woman yet? No, I have not. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. People have been saying that it's really good. The Mummy's been getting terrible reviews, so yeah, be something to check out. Well, you know, uh, well, speaking of Wonder Woman, yeah, um, they said that you know DC really hit a home run with this one. DC Comics hit a home run with this one. It is a huge blockbuster hit so far, and it's just gonna. It's I, I think it took the record of the largest Hollywood opening uh, in history. Yeah, uh, open weekend. So it's a great movie. I've heard. Uh, I just haven't seen it. I've never really been that much into DC Comics stuff, though. Uh, more in a Marvel. But anyway, um, I know you you went to go see Guardians. What did you think of that? Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, I did go see that. Um, I liked it, but I think number one was better. Really? This one had not as much action in it. It was a lot more filling in the story. Right. Um, a lot of cameos, though. Right. A lot of cameos, yes, and I, I kind of felt like, you know, in the first one, you saw the little raccoon guy, Rocket, yeah, right, right. Um, 
when he would talk to all the other characters, you know, usually it was kind of like he would quip some, you know, smart Alec remark and yeah. stuff like that. And people kind of like that. They're like, oh, this guy's kind of cool because he's kind of a smart Alec. Right. Well, I think they kind of took that a little too far because the whole movie of number two is just them bickering back and forth the, the entire time. How about Baby and- Groot? Baby Groot was a star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Groot was the absolute star of the show. And if you go see Guardians 2 and you haven't seen it yet, stay to the very, 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 very end. Oh, okay, good. All right. I like You're going to, there's, there's five extra scenes during the credits. Nice. All right. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We come back. We'll have more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Tech Talkers. Connect with us. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. You can listen to some of our past shows there. Always like to, in this segment of the show to come up with a cool website of the week. Hmm. Yes. And Justin, I think uh, wanted to kind of revisit one that I just think is, is really cool. Uh, and again, can help you whether you're a student, a parent, or just somebody who just wants to learn. Absolutely. Uh, so the website is Khan Academy, and it's uh, spelled K-H-A-N Academy dot org. Uh, it was created by a guy named Solomon Khan. He initially did all the lectures on, on his own. Um, since then, I think it's expanded, obviously, but uh, heavily invested in by Bill Gates, called it the future of education. You can go to the site Khan Academy dot org, K-H-A-N Academy dot org, and you can learn a bunch of stuff, anything from algebra, trigonometry, geometry, pre-cal. Um, you can computing, science and engineering, uh, computer programming, world history, U.S. history, grammar, microeconomics, macroeconomics. Wow. Uh, Even SAT computers. prep. Yes, SAT prep, college admissions prep, chemistry, physics, organic chemistry, biology, electrical engineering, health and medicine. <laughs> You can learn all kinds of stuff, and it's all free. It's all free. Now, you can make a donation. They're a 501c3 nonprofit company. You can make your donation there on the site as well. Uh, but, heck, if you've been wanting to to take classes, you've always said, gosh, Just I wish brush I brush up on your skills. How many times have you ever said, gee, I wish I really would have learned you know, your arithmetic, like you wanted to learn algebra? I, I didn't get past I've that. I've never used algebra. <laughs> I know some people do, and, and I, I, I can see the benefit of learning algebra, but going on to like trigonometry and calculus, I've never ever done any of that. And I, I just personally, in my line of work, I don't need to do that, I guess. so. Right. Well, you can do it all, conacademy.org. Now, you're going to be out next week. Uh, probably, yeah. Wife yeah. and kid come back from Japan, I bet so that's, I'm spending that's, some time. That's pretty cool. You're looking forward to that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll probably be out next week, but uh, maybe not. I may, I may, maybe I'll find some time. All right. Sounds good. We hope so. Uh, regardless, have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. We will catch you next time on Tech Talk Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.